Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. Say hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. It's Hayley. And it's the Inner Circle Podcast. Circle Podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. And Taylor Reese here. And this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome back, y'all, for another week. I know we say this every single week, but <laughs> we are so grateful and so excited for you guys to be here with us and spend the next hour um, because it's going to be bomb to this week. Like, it was yeah, awesome. It was a really so, good episode. Yeah. Our interview. I mean, good yeah. episode all around. I, I have some things coming down the pipeline now. Yeah. Um, so, Taylor, how's med school? How's the ventures of Taylor and med? It always is kind of like hard when you say med school because it's just, you know, where people's minds defer to is kind of different than yeah. like doing but I guess I am in the school of medicine Mm -hmm. Um, but the biggest thing that's different for me is I have to get research lab so actually right before we got on I was uh redoing my CV to submit to professors um who I'm interested in rotating in their labs because the first year you do rotations so um just finding that balance has been what this week has been. Um, so I, I got my meal prep last week. Okay. I got six days of exercise. So like I'm doing well in okay. those regards of like getting a pattern down and the material is not like super hard yet. So um, that's nice. Um, but uh, today I actually... So we have like electric scooters off mm-hmm. <laughs> on campus, and I'm sure you guys can guess where the story is going. Um, I was trying to get to class, and I hit a bump, and oh, I fell off the scooter. It was so embarrassing. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know if my body's sore from falling or from working out, so that's whatever. But I didn't <laughs> miss. I don't have any skin missing. Like that was the first thing that I was like kind of scared of, like being mm-hmm. scraped up. So that's nice. Um, I know how to fall because I fall so often. Okay. So I realized the ship was going down. I just like threw the scooter down and tried to like I was like fuck the scooter like I would say sorry, wow. uh, sorry. Yeah, it's okay yeah, <laughs> that 
that I was trying to avoid wiping out. Like, obviously, I wiped out, but like, I was trying to avoid like it being a not. I try to make the fall as graceful as possible. Um, and I ended up actually uh, spilling coffee because I had that's why I didn't have a good grip on the bars is because I had coffee in one hand because I didn't want to put it in a bag because I didn't want it to spill all over the bag. But okay. by falling, I spill everything everywhere. So <laughs> try to avoid something. And then it was 10 times worse in the end. But I slid when I finally did reach the ground. Um, and it wasn't from my, it was because my sandal got caught in the crack of the road. So anyways, so finally, when I did fall, I fell into coffee. So <laughs> that oh my God. so you spilled it all over your shirt. Uh, I had on a long maxi dress um, that was base color white <laughs> with oh uh, black and pink like pattern throughout. So it actually worked out because uh, my friend was like, you actually really can't tell. It was so much coffee that you really couldn't tell it wasn't supposed to be that that color. Um, so oh until, unless you looked at the top of my dress versus the bottom of the dress, you know, um, so kind of had like a gradient brown effect going on um so yeah I smelled like coffee my everything was drenched in coffee and whatever throw it in the washer and you just wash the day off have a Guinness and wash the day off (laughs) (laughs) and get back in it um so uh yeah that was my day and just you know, navigating all the things. I mean, like I'm busy because I'm not, I'm not used to being a student. So literally like 10 hours a day, I realize I'm like gone, but it's just the days pass so different when you have like organized activities always going on. You understand it can be a little bit draining versus when you have free time or you're you're learning, but you're learning in a different way when you're at work. Mm-hmm. and you can like take breaks and mm-hmm. there's not so much pressure to be able to like be assessed all the time in yeah. certain periods like yeah there's that grace of like learning and applying versus yeah. uh and even after like with your work most of the time when you left and went home unless it was like some type of special project you were working on mm-hmm. you can detach and mm-hmm. like veg out versus school you are always there's always more you could do yeah and you always like even outside of the work things you have to like do student activities or in your case you're going to be doing like research and in the lab and and stuff activities you said what I said and student activities Yeah. yeah 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 so I get it I mean, I feel like college is what you make it to be to a certain extent. Obviously, with masters and higher education, there's a lot more pressure on the on it a little bit more than undergrad. Uh, you don't have as much freedom, mm-hmm. but and it costs a lot more. In your case, you got scholarships, so you're you're good. But um, you know, it's still yeah. a lot of pressure because you want to be there and you want to do good. So I get it. Mm-hmm hopefully this weekend you can take a break well and actually failing grades are c's so um that's also i think pretty normal for a lot of like higher Mm -hmm. 
degrees. So yeah. Um, yeah. C's do not get degrees in higher education. So, mm-hmm. um, or graduate school, should I put it? Cause I think college counts as higher education as well. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, how are you doing? Um, I am doing good. Just starting a, um, a new process that I'm going to mention uh in our tip of the week but overall I mean I can't complain today was a good day um and yeah 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 so Taylor what is the word of the week so I can add some extra stuff to my vocabulary well this is not really adding to your vocabulary maybe I can find a synonym that may but um (laughs) the word of the week is chaos um (laughs) chaos it's funny because it's like when I told people the story about the scooter she said sounds chaotic and then I was on Instagram decompressing and there was this astrology page that I follow that was just kind of it it had like the scale of chaos and like harmony and then thriving and mm-hmm. um stressing and stuff and I just thought it was interesting because I'm a Pisces and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> we were uh in the middle of like stressing and chaos <laughs> so I just thought that was funny so that's why I chose this word someone said uh, I told someone that I am chaos um, okay <laughs> okay in the sense of um I yeah it, it was okay. just kidding but chaos means um complete disorder and confusion um I wouldn't say I'm complete disorder but I could see the confusion I could see the confusion (laughs) um and so yeah I think that's pretty straightforward um I don't really have more to add to that okay so chaos all right well that I mean that kind of fits in with our interview for today because Mm. she found Mm. in the midst of chaos or you know a lot that was going on in her life bring the ship around yes yes she Mm -hmm. re-fell in love because it seemed like this wasn't the start of it but this is the regeneration Mm -hmm. of her getting back into a, a hobby you know, or a passion project. So, which is a good segue. So perfect segue. Yes. So you guys, just like you guys saw in the title, and I know I'm going to end up repeating myself again. um, But this week we had on my line sister, and you guys have met about a third of the line because you met Kellum, you met Jatika, Mm -hmm. uh, you met Bianca. And then Alex. Alex. Oh, Alex on your line. Okay. okay. Yep. Alex. Okay, I knew she was so worried about it. Yep. And then now today you guys are meeting Paige Thomas. Yes. Um, and so we're gonna continue to keep going down that line. Uh as long as they agree to come on. I gotta uh harass some of them. Bully a few of them. Yeah, yeah bully a foot. You know what? I remember when I'm just kidding. I have <laughs> <laughs> most of them have been uh pretty much every single one of them that I've asked has said sure I will come on and talk about whatever you want to talk about Amber so (laughs) this week um we had on Paige and I'll just give you guys this brief introduction because I'm going to introduce her again in a few minutes when you guys meet her um if you if you don't already know who she is um but 
I love the fact that Paige is so passionate and so knowledgeable about plants um, to the point where I am going to harass her to start this consulting business of plant life and being like a plant mama. Um, but it's really, I never actually knew, I knew certain events that happened in her life, but yeah. I never knew they all tied to this new love of plants. And so mm-hmm. not to give it away, but this conversation is like super healing. She's very transparent about her journey. Yeah. And I'm just so blown away and excited because you know, a conversation that Taylor and I thought that we were going to have ended up being so much more powerful and impactful than what we thought. Um, And so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. And Mm -hmm. so without holding you guys any longer, uh, enjoy the interview with Paige. Yes, enjoy. Hey guys, so this week we have on my line sister, um, Paige Thomas. Mm-hmm. So I know you guys obviously see her in the title of the actual podcast, but <laughs> I wanted to give you a little bit of background about Paige. So Paige, Paige and I met pretty much follow nine. I'm trying to think if we had any type of connection before then, but for sure, follow nine. Um, we both were on the same line for Delta Sigma Theta down at IU. And from there, we've had a lot of time or our line is kind of like the, um, the more clingier, emotional, yeah, Care Bearers type line. (laughs) So we have tons of life talks and tons of just, we just enjoy spending time with each other. And it's kind of hard, like, especially when you're a college age woman um, and, you know, from all different backgrounds and there's 17 of us all kind of meshing together. And obviously we're sisters. So, you know, there's here and there where there's little tits and tats, but overall, like our line is so close and I'm so grateful because you guys have met many line sisters of mine and Paige is just another one. Paige has also been in my wedding. She was a bridesmaid. Um, and she just, anytime we have something going on with our family page shows up, you know, she's always there, super supportive. Um, and I'm excited to actually have her back in Indianapolis because she's been gone for a while, um, doing her higher education and school and working. And so, um, I'm excited to bring her on so we can have the topic of one of her passions, talk about it. And yeah. So Paige, welcome. Me. I appreciate it. Oh, that was the you. perfect intro. We are definitely Care Bears for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny looking from the outside and seeing you all like as Care Bears, as you put it, where everybody has their own special strength or emotion that they wear. So that is <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we have stories for days and there's there's different there's different shades of us there's some that are more care bearish and then there's some that are you know semi care bearish but mm. it, I feel like in a group of women that do you know get business done build friendships you kind of need everyone to kind of bring different things to the table so you work as a team 
um but Paige has always been about her business she's highly like she has multiple different degrees a lot of different experiences and I'm just excited to have you on here so Paige give a little bit of background about yourself oh I appreciate that um so I work for a business school. So you would think that I have like my elevator pitch like down pat, but um, <laughs> I'm still working on mine because I think I keep evolving and changing as I get older. Um, mm-hmm. I think that my pitch probably would have been like really professional focused. Um, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, I'm so much more than just my job and just my career. So a little bit about me um, is that I am obviously a plant lover, which is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I love a good cup of coffee on the Saturday morning with my fuzzy robe. I'm a big <laughs> college football fan. Um, roll Tide. I'm an Alabama oh. football fan. Mm-hmm. I might get some haters because of that compliment. Or because <laughs> of that comment. Um, but anyways, I'm really excited about football season coming up. Mm-hmm. Um Tomorrow happens to be a really special day to me. My parents celebrate 41 years of marriage. Wow. And um, they're so like, they're a part of me. Um, And so I guess it's really cool. And I'll talk probably about my mom a little bit later and her love of plants, but their marriage is really special because my dad is black and my mom is white. And um, they started dating only six years after Virginia versus loving was passed. Mm-hmm. So my biracial identity is really, really important to me. So I guess I would add that to like my elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, I'm the middle child and I show up as such. <laughs> I'm a Libra. Um, okay, my, Libra. my moon is in Taurus. We can talk a little bit about oh, that. But exciting. I guess <laughs> you're speaking my language. Sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I guess during the nine to five um, or actually weekends and nights too, as I do work in higher education, I do work out of business school. Um, and so the main mission of like my profession is to engage students and to develop student leaders, which I think is kind of full circle because Amber kind of talked about um, how we joined Delta um, when we were in college. And that was really my avenue of student leadership. So it's really cool that I get to do that now with students who are highly engaged and highly motivated, motivated. So I love that. thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited too. And I know Taylor probably wants to jump right into the uh let's let's just go ahead and get that out the way, Taylor. Go ahead. Your okay. horoscope well, I mean, okay, so you said <laughs> you're a rising Taurus, right? Or is your moon in Taurus? My moon's in Taurus. So what is your rising sign? Libra. Oh, Libra's rising. So what's your mm-hmm. sun? So Libra and Sun are or or I'm sorry, oh, so sun you're and a, rising are, I'm a double Libra. Yes. Okay. And then Moon is in Taurus. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So Amber, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> so is she her son? So that's like usually what we talk about, like when you were born, right? Is that, and then she also presents herself as a Libra. So she's a true Libra. <laughs> true Libra, right? But in your own space. Um, or when you're working through emotions, you're strong like a bull, like a tourist. So that's really yeah. cool. Um, cool. I'm just, uh, that's all. I mean, I really didn't have anything to get okay. all right. But Libras are usually balanced. They have the scale. They're about fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, Libra men, that's a whole nother story. But I <laughs> get along well with Libra women. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny. I only started leaning into that or wanting to learn more um, mm-hmm. after I started getting into plants. 
because oh. I kind of started diving into crystals and not um obviously I had a little bit of conflict like being a Christian um and so I kind of just started using them as decoration yeah um not as a replacement of my faith but yeah. um for me Libras really dig and need harmony yeah. And then as a Taurus moon, they're really passionate about the environment that they create. Yeah. And when I really started getting into plants, like it was chaotic. Um, okay. And so I've, that's why I kind of like explored a little bit more about what that means and what I need um, mm. more so as like supplemental to like my identity in Christ and not, yeah, um, not, yeah, not a yeah. replacement, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good point to bring up. Um, first is like nothing replaces God and Jesus Christ, one. Mm -hmm. um, and two, when you talked about getting into plants and your first like experience being chaotic, chaotic in what was going on around you or chaotic in the way that plants were just dying left and right, because that's my story. <laughs> uh, chaotic as in like my environment around me, but also what I was dealing with internally, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I started realizing my environment, my environment externally started reflecting my internal environment, if you will. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's like one thing you'll see with a lot of people who are in tune with themselves. Um, a lot of times it's just kind of um, influences a lot of times just have plants around them anyways. But <laughs> the people who I like to listen to who are like, really big into spiritual healing and things of that sort. It's, it's almost like, art in a way where you're creating something but at the same time it's its own element and you're just giving it everything it needs to do what it's meant to be and then you can reflect that in yourself of giving yourself the things you need so that you can grow into who you're meant to be and so that's really awesome that you saw how that like correlated with your internal yeah, and I didn't, to be quite honest, I didn't know, I didn't get to that point at first. It took mm -hmm. me the journey of being a, a, a plant mom. So mm -hmm. uh, my mom is absolutely a plant lady. If anybody saw my Instagrams, like my mom, she just slays the outdoor uh, plants. <laughs> I, um, I wish, oh my gosh, I'll probably send you text messages so you can kind of see the outside, but she like create um the baskets and the big pots and she'll put a number of different plants together yeah. um, but in our house too and inside um my parents house we have like a couple really big plants like she doesn't really have like the really small ones that maybe yeah. you pull from stores like she's had them for a long time and they're big big yeah. and when i say a long time there's a plant that she gave my dad when she was in college wow. <laughs> before so my they were married are 64 um the plant is like six foot four it's wow. like as tall as my dad um its leaves are super mature we really need to repot it it has been the same pot <laughs> for so long we're probably gonna have to crack the pot uh, oh my goodness against so it you know that that long but yeah mom was definitely like the first person to kind of introduce me to uh plants and i wasn't really aware of it i i have always been in tune with the environment that my parents have created yeah. For me, but yeah. I didn't quite notice like plants 
playing a role in that until I kind of got into them when I was in my own space. So mm-hmm. I like kind of Amber alluded to, I lived in North Carolina for three years. So for me, I grew up in Indy. I went to college right at IU. Um, I came back to Indy and I taught elementary for three years. Um, There were some things like I thought I was going to move to go be with my partner down south. It didn't work. And I was so restless in my career. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply to grad school because we were at our other line sister's wedding we were at jerica's wedding and i remember talking to our other line sister alex who also started off in higher ed and i was just like i just can't i don't think i can do this forever i love kids i love young adults but i don't i just don't know if i want to be paid like if i want to be paid as an educator like maybe Mm -hmm. i'll do it in volunteer work etc so she encouraged me to apply and this was in november for december 1st deadline so i took the gre and applied in literally like three weeks um, IU is the only school that I got into, um, but luckily like it, it worked out. Um, and then I did all my grad work in Indy too. Cause I didn't want to go back down to Bloomington as a 27 year old or 26 year old at the time. I'm like, okay, you can only go to brothers and Kilroy's so many times. So, um, it just so happened in grad school in between my first and second year. Um, I was able to, like, I accepted an internship um at a school in North Carolina ended up loving it um they obviously loved me back because they brought me back full time Mm -hmm. um and that was kind of my opportunity to venture and to journey on my own Um, I love my family I love Indiana you'll never hear me talk crazy about Indiana Um. because that's a pet peeve that I have about people who grew up here and were developed here in Port Here. It's cool if Indy's not your place. Like it's cool to say that. It's another thing to to like really dog Indy. Like you'll never hear me do that. Um, I just like, laugh because I I don't dog Indy. One of them. I am one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the people who always are like Indy's boring, but then never go to anything in Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the people who yeah, you'll just never hear me. I might just say that wasn't for me during that time. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk crazy about Indy because there's a lot of good that happened here. But um, yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of good that happened. Well, when I was in North Carolina, a lot of things really happened really quickly. Mm. So Amber knows, but I ended a relationship um, with like my long-term boyfriend. Um, I was in a new place having to develop new community. No, that means like a new church, a new gym, a new friend group. Um, new coworkers. Yeah. It was just a lot. Um, and then kind of started into a new, another relationship and then that didn't work. So both of those, I think relationships, I was confronted with that loss and it was in like February of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's kind of when I ended the second one and it was a lot, it was just a lot. Yeah. Um, at the time he was kind of like my community that I had built in a state that was 10, you know, 10 hours away from my home. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just remember being in my apartment. Um, obviously I worked in housing on a campus too. So like I lived where I worked, I lived and worked in a dorm. So when we got the stay at home, when students like abruptly left, I was in a 400 person building with nobody there and just me. Wow. Wow. Um, recently ended relationship in obviously pandemic was starting yeah and i just remember sitting in my apartment um 
the nature of housing is that like you could be asked to change buildings at any time yeah so i hadn't really like decorated i remember like i didn't have anything on the walls like i really hadn't um i was trying to save money so i really hadn't purchased a lot of like decorations but this is the second year that i had been in this building so i'd been in one place for two years with like nothing on the walls wow and i remember thinking myself of like i cannot be stuck here yeah. like and so it kind of just like escalated like i went from zero to like a thou wow like <laughs> including plants like i went from like zero rugs to like four rugs like it just it was that that yes. scale that libra scale was like okay. all types of tipsy so um yeah i at one point i had gotten i had um i had one plant and i had at, at my peak um had 74 wow of, of various <laughs> of various sizes wow so, um yeah i had gotten yeah. real into <laughs> so in that way did plants kind of become like a a significant um what am i trying to say like kind of a conduit of home almost mm. you know what i mean it did and i think in my reflection definitely a conduit of home but it was also something to take my mind off of what was happening mm -hmm. and when i really look back like as a believer i had to really challenge myself to name it what it was at one point it it had become an idol yeah in the sense that i was trying to do everything in my power to create an environment so that i felt peace on the inside yeah, I had placed plants as such a high importance. And I know it maybe sounds goofy because people are like, okay, but it's just plants. Mm -hmm. But it was my positioning and in the posture of my heart in which I was like purchasing the plants, right? Like yeah. obviously purchasing, purchasing five to six plants at a time, like plants are actually, if you if you get into plants, they're expensive. They are. Uh, soil is expensive, pots mm -hmm. are expens expensive. And um I had I had started purchasing them with the hopes of creating a home because I felt like I'd lost a relationship and that was my my home was being shifted. Yeah. Um, and so that was it also plants made me feel less lonely. Yeah. That yeah. sounds so corny now that I no, say it. No, it's no, it's real. Living they're living things as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the moment, like I, it made me feel less lonely. It did yeah. make me feel like home. And I committed, like I told you, I, I committed to making it feel like home. So I had bought pillow shams and mm. rugs. And I like, I had 12 foot ceilings. This is a really nice on campus apartment. That probably is nothing really nice. Probably ever seen before. It was like two <laughs> bedrooms, two baths. What? Yeah, it was really nice. I really <laughs> lucked out. Um, but yeah, I, to your point, um, Taylor, it was like, it was about trying to create home, creating maybe home within myself and within my own, instead mm -hmm. of trying to find a home in other people. Mm -hmm. um, that. Yeah, It sounds so. like you're taking your power and realizing like you could create a home, like essentially yeah. by yourself. Yeah, that I am home. I'm home to myself. Mm -hmm. um, Cause like I said, in my introduction, like a lot of, I feel like how I've, how I've defined myself is, um, always who I am to other people. Mm. So like my most proud identities have always been to be a daughter, to be a sister, to be a girlfriend, to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And that is where I finally was beginning the very uncomfortable shift 
of like my identity should not always be wrapped up in who I am to other people. Who am I to myself? Mm -hmm. And obviously the pandemic and like not being around a lot of people being 10 hours away from my home. um, That really at the time just like really shook me. Yeah, I have the words now, but I didn't have the words then. I just knew I was very lonely. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I hadn't always enjoyed time with myself because mm. I was always doing as a teacher, right? You like work late, you work on the yeah. weekends, you're always grading, you're always like one text or call away. And yeah. that really shifted during the pandemic. So, yeah, I love that. I thank you for being so transparent. And it gives like, I, I mean, I already knew a lot of what you said, but for the listeners, it kind of gives like a little bit of background on what why people decide to get into these certain things, like especially like Taylor said, plants are healing mechanisms and also a hobby where you can just kind of like, it's kind of like a a kid or a pet. Like you have to learn them, you get one um, and you have to grow and nurture them and, you know, figure out what they like. Do they like sun? Do they like a lot of water? No water? What type of, you know, just different things. And so uh, I'm not surprised that you are into plants because you're always, my experience with you has always been you're very nurturing anyways. So like nurturing plants and the fact that you got up to 74 is <laughs> like, you know, not, not surprising because you have 30, 20 to 30 kids that you're dealing with in in school, you know, every year that you're nurturing, pouring into. And so these are your babies. Yeah. So um, I appreciate that. Uh, I think what really turned it for me is I um, follow Plant Queen mm. on Instagram. Okay. They um, really changed my outlook. So it's plant and then queen, K-W-E-E-N. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about how you are positioned like with your plants. So they were the first ones who considered like when you water your plants, what are you watering with yourself? So then I turned it into a whole, which really the pandemic really lended itself to this, but like mm-hmm. I turned it into a whole routine. Uh, Plant Queen also had like a spot, a Spotify playlist. So That's it became awesome. a whole thing. Yeah. I cleaned my space on Sundays. Um, I lit candles and then I like tended to my plants, but I like had my red fuzzy um, robe on. Mm-hmm. I would make myself tea or a cocktail or it was maybe coffee, like whatever I was kind of feeling at the time. Yeah. Sometimes I really needed water, um, but the actual watering of a plant um, really drew myself inward too. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of the times I'm terrible at taking vitamins. Like I really am <laughs> on a day. By golly, if I was watering my plants, I like remembered to take my vitamins. I don't know why. It's routine. It is the routine. Yeah. And that, yeah, that really sustained me, I think, during the pandemic of like providing me, you know, um, mm-hmm. some like comfort in routines too. So that's one of the yeah. things that also shows up in my horoscope, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, I really find, uh, find power, um, mm-hmm. in, in my routine. And yeah. so I really kind of leaned into that, but yeah. my mom too, obviously she was my rock during the pandemic, both my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom obviously was the one that I really processed like heartbreak with and, yeah. um, because she loved plants. I remember talking to her and that's kind of how we would start off conversation. Yeah. Um, cause there's something about like when you're going through something really mm-hmm. 
Traumatic. I would say devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But also like if you're slightly ashamed or embarrassed about it, because yeah. like obviously this person wasn't the greatest, like mm-hmm. all the things. Yeah. Um, there's something about like not wanting to burden people with maybe like with what your heart is feeling, but knowing also feeling like the internal like chaos that I was talking about of like knowing that you need to process with somebody. Yeah. yeah. So like plants are, are kind of always how I like started that conversation with my mom. Yeah. And there will be things that she would say. Um, yeah. For example, she would, I remember her telling me, Paige, plants can't grow up and down at the same time. Mm. And I'd be like, really? Like that <laughs> seems, you know, I was frustrated that a plant wasn't growing and she was yeah. like, the plant might be growing, you just can't see it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. So I remember being like, man, like really tra- starting to make those like life connections mm-hmm. of like, man, I feel like I'm under some dirt right now. Like I really, I, I started to feel and connect with certain stages of plant growth. Um, yeah. And I'll never forget um, too. Okay, so something that bothers me about plants oh, is- no. Plants never are as perfect at your house as they are in the store, right? Yes. It feels like as soon as you bring them home, like either there's like some brown edges or all of a sudden <laughs> there's pests or whatever. Oh my gosh. And I used to clip. I remember um, clipping this plant because I'm like, oh, it's got some brown on it and like being real nitpicky. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, Paige, plants don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, dang, like I put that... I put perfection on myself yeah, as like my standard. Um, and I'll never, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, I had wow. never started making connections mm-hmm. with those plant stages or how I was showing up as a plant parent yeah. to plants um, and how that was really how I was treating myself. Yeah. Like I only, I'm like telling y'all all my business, but like, oh, I, 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 I mean, this is so therapeutic like yeah. I I mean I originally thought this conversation was gonna go like what's your favorite plant how long did you have it but I think <laughs> this is like so good because it's literally like the therapeutic side of like the different things that one you're just going through like the pandemic was traumatizing for yeah. everyone like yeah. everyone and especially like I know you're a very social person yeah. like you you get energy from being around people and obviously you have to come in and kind of like decompress too but just to be isolated you know yeah. like finding something everyone found a new hobby and a new purpose and yeah. I'm just so grateful and blessed that you're on here just talking about your plant journey because I know that there is a lot of people out there that got into plants for the exact same reason yeah Yeah. um anyways go ahead I didn't mean to cut you no that that um and seeing other people dive into it has been like one of my favorite most favorite things too but one of the biggest things that I had to work through when I was separated from what I considered home Mm -hmm. was I really had to challenge my idea of what success means and looks like Mm -hmm. so I love I came you know my uh, my dad was really good at basketball my mom was really also accomplished and we just kind of had the like the end product oftentimes was the result of success right so Mm -hmm. um it'd be like you know yeah we got rewarded for A's like ain't no B's around here type right like I won state 
if you didn't get honor roll, like, you know, it was just always about success had to be measured with some sort of award. Yeah. Um, And I think when I was away and separated from that Mm -hmm. and going through kind of what I was going through, I was getting really, really hard on like being very hard on myself. And I, I was coaching my college students with words and wisdom that I wasn't taking for myself. And so I think that it kind of tied into me trying to disrupt this posture of perfection because like I was literally like there was literally a stem left on like a very leafy plant and I was like what did I just do to this plant you cut off all of the <laughs> I cut almost Taylor almost all of the leaves oh, no. <laughs> because I was just so I was more obsessed with the brown like with yeah. the brown spots than I was obsessed with like why don't I move it right so I was yeah. I was thinking I put it in the perfect place and instead of like trying to adjust and change it was like, nope, let me just cut it. And it was like, that is not how we live life, right? Like mm-hmm. life is lived in the adjustments, really. It's yeah. how we adjust and move and flow between the milestones. Yeah. That really define the milestones, if you ask me. And so my first instinct was always to just like get rid of it instead of pay attention. Yeah. Because now as a like a mature plant parent, I know that the brown spots actually gives me information on what the plant needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's like brown and like molded, I know it's about water. But if it's like yeah. brown and crispy, I know it's about sun. Right. Mm-hmm. And instead of like analyzing it and then adjusting for the plant needs, I just got rid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that was a lot of how I dealt with. I don't want to say trauma, but like maybe like it was just like, mm-hmm. no, nope, I'm just done and it's done. Like yeah. it's done and it's over, but I never spent enough time to fully process it because I feel Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a caretaker and I'm an empath. So I feel yeah. so greatly and so immensely yeah. that I was afraid to actually, you know, really deal with those emotions. And so I just cut it yeah. before the emotions got too deep. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the plants really did a thing on me. <laughs> they really, really did a thing on me. And I'm I'm thankful for it. Um and it's, it's still like a really good reminder, I think. Yeah. I was it's, telling y'all I was I've been dealing with some of my plants the last couple of weeks, mostly because I realized, oh gosh, I forgot it's been two weeks. I've been I told you I've worked twenty of the last twenty one days, gosh. hadn't watered them. They needed badly to be repotted, like a whole bunch of things. But yeah, yeah. they'll tell you they'll tell you. <laughs> <what> they <need. laughs> so I have two things. The first is that it sounds like you as an empath or empath aesthetic person um <laughs> it sounds like co-regulation is like what is the mainstay of it so it sounds like you found like a productive way to co-regulate and still be your own person so that oh it's time to water the plants oh it's time to take my vitamins like yeah. that same piece together so I I think that's like a really big piece even though you said at one point it was kind of like an idol so I wanted to ask you with like having 74 plants they're all on different schedules they yeah. all need different things how did you keep track of that did you feel overwhelmed and what would you suggest for someone who like maybe is thinking about like being the ultimate plant mom and how many plants like is actually maintainable, you know? 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so just because I had 74 didn't mean the 74 were healthy, nor oh. did it stay at 74 <laughs> very long. <laughs> yeah. Um I obviously chose things based off aesthetics, mm. like, oh, this looks pretty or like a lot of impulse buying, which I also think if we really want to talk about self-care, we've got to disrupt the idea that self-care just like looks good and feels good. Yeah. Just, like, we can talk about that later. Yeah. But I feel like that showed up in how I like impulse buy these plants. Yeah. Um, and so there's that piece. I would say, secondly, um, I have a, like a lot of advice for people now of like, these are real living things and like they deserve like honor and respect too. So mm-hmm. I always, I've, I honestly have thought about plant consultation because so many yes. people have come to me and have asked like, hey, would you, you know, what kind of, they would send me a picture of their room and was like, what plant would go here? What would go there? And my new favorite thing is gifting people plants instead of like birthday oh. cards or something like that. But mm-hmm. I think people have to take a real um, survey of themselves first. So what that means is like, what do I actually have time for? Like, why do I actually want this plant? Um, What am I willing to give? Because it is a commitment, like not obviously on the same level as a kid or a pet, um, but it does require like soil change. It does require watering. It does require um quite a few things and so that's something that i would think about is i typically ask people you know what can you give right now like what kind of commitment can you give because some of them like need to be watered like every four days yeah some of them are kind of needy because of where they naturally come from yeah like if they come from the rainforest you typically have to try to replicate that environment in your home yeah so I obviously like went and bought a humidifier and I don't give them tap water from the sink. Mm-hmm. We catch rainwater over here. I know that sounds real. <laughs> I love that. I love that. My mama and I be catching rainwater. And then we sometimes <laughs> will actually take big clumps of snow into huge like painter's buckets and then uh-huh. they, and awesome. then it melts in our house yeah. during the winter. Um, wow. Yeah, I guess I would get people to consider that um, of like, Again, what are their needs? What are their time commitments? What do they kind of want the space to feel like? Yeah. Um, but plants are too expensive to just be buying. And on the back end, I wish I didn't spend so much money um, yeah. on plants. Also, Google has become my best friend. Like I didn't start off as like a very knowledgeable plant person, mm-hmm. um, but I got really curious and I started following a lot of Instagram plant pages. I would go to websites to like buy plants, but go to like the take care section and start like learning and like seeing what kind of environment they need. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so (laughs) I'll have to send y'all a picture too of my car. So my entire car, I moved from North Carolina. Um, My dad and my uncle moved me in these two huge SUVs and then my car was only plants. Oh, wow. <laughs> my whole car was plants my whole car was plants my dad was hot okay um, and he's still hot about it but he's becoming he's becoming a plant grandpa so he's okay with it um but yeah that's what i would get people to think about um especially people who have like other really large commitments like families or pets um there's obviously some like plants that are really toxic um for kids or for or for pets yeah but yeah plants really do change like the whole atmosphere of a of a space and one of my favorite things is like one of the benefits of plants is so plants actually absorb 
um, the carbon dioxide and then they release oxygen. So there's like um, the pothos plant, which I don't think I have right now in my room. Um, that's a really good plant. Snake plant is my favorite. Oh, yeah, really... that's hard to kill too. I right? have one of those downstairs in the ba- yeah. in the dining room. Yes. Yeah. So I have 13 snake plants <laughs> with some variations. I know. Oh, I love it. But they're my fave because they're really, they're not very easy to kill. You can water them like once every four to eight weeks. Wow. Um, they've been in my, like in the house really based until like two or three weeks ago when I convinced my parents to like put it on the deck mm-hmm. um because they're really versatile so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah snake plants are, are definitely my favorite <laughs> I really loved um I had a majesty palm Ooh. and it I thought it was very resilient and it was one spring uh day it was like right when the weather was breaking and I felt bad that it wasn't outside I don't know it was I I felt like it was like a dog like all all plants like to be outside right and so I put it outside for like a few days and then it died um yeah (laughs) but um anyways so yeah um, (laughs) don't ask me to take care of any of your plants if you ever go out of town (laughs) it's funny is I did have to have a plant babysitter when I when I would come home yeah Yeah. they said it was funny because it was my pastor and her kids Mm -hmm. um they were like it took us like an hour and I was like I'm so sorry Uh, yeah you do have to find a plan babysitter I think I was gone for like two weeks and when you spend that much money you're like nope I can get yeah especially one of my favorite things to do was so um to support like local plant companies Mm -hmm. um and Greensboro that was one of my favorites so in North Carolina there was a plant actually she started selling out of her trunk and that's where I bought my first plant from her and then eventually she started um partnering with coffee shops And she partnered with this coffee shop called A Special Blend in Greensboro, and it specifically employs folks with disabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they would do like the plant pop up. And then if you bought coffee, you were entered into like a pop up or you were entered into a raffle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it became like a whole like Saturday routine. I would get up, I would get some breakfast. Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers, we'd go get coffee and then we'd buy, because she would sell them for like $5. Oh my God. Um, And I'm like, well, how can I resist this? And then the bigger ones would be like only 15, but if you got them elsewhere, like they could be more expensive or whatever. But that was my fave, Um, supporting like local folks. who sold plants for sure yeah when being back in indianapolis have you found any local plant shops that you enjoy i do i do i do i do so my newest one is a black woman owned called the botanical bar um yeah victoria is very sweet it's an entire vibe like Mm -hmm. she has um a vinyl uh playing like when you walk in every day she'll post a picture of whatever the vibe is that day mm-hmm. um she's got beautiful like bold colors it's obviously like an instagrammable moment too with the couch and mm-hmm. um i've bought um one of my favorite yeah. so f- the type of plant so besides snake plant i love philodendrons too mm-hmm. um and she has one called a philodendron mycan which is like black velvety leaves almost mm-hmm. so I bought one from there yeah 
I've been I've been enjoying her for sure. Um, and then there's one called um, Flowers and Pots off of Seventy mm-hmm. First in Michigan. Okay, I also really really enjoy. Um, they it's so cute. They had like two little they had two buildings and one building was entirely house house plants and um, they're actually going to be changing one of their buildings to like a workshop space. That's, oh, um, so cool. yeah. That's if true. I could quit my job today, I would definitely start a plant shop. <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at it at the botanical bar and it's very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, an entire vibe. Mm-hmm. I I see summer walker vinyl over yes. it and I'm a summer walker stand. So oh, I'm, I love it. I'm definitely gonna have to give this a um a go um so victoria though little plug for her first of all she's very sweet i adore her she Mm -hmm. also um her full-time job is doing sustainable urban urban growing Mm -hmm. um yeah so she has an emphasis on you know obviously growing within urban environments and so Mm -hmm. i think that's super cool too that is really cool and if you also want to get into a little bit of victoria's uh background she did a podcast recently on uh black girl eats um Mm -hmm. with uh teoria and i can't remember her co-host but she actually talked about why she got into plants And it was very similar to like the healing aspect of it when she lived, I think she was in New York or somewhere on the East Coast where she was working. Um, And we can definitely drop that down in the in the show notes. But when you brought her up, I thought about Jasmine. She um, did a Saver 317 for her birthday uh and, and she did like seven different black women entrepreneurs in the Midwest. And she was actually one of them. She gave a plant for um, a gift for everyone that attended. And that plant has been sitting in my dining room for the last Aww. like few months. And it's oh, I love that. Five. So when you were bringing her up, I was like, yeah. she's <laughs> so sweet. She's so sweet. Yeah. 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 I'll have to go visit because I haven't been. So Taylor, we need to make a trip. Yes, we do. I actually. Taylor, uh, me too. <laughs> what you mean Look, we can make it a threesome faces we can make it a threesome yeah i don't oh. need any more plants but i'll go <laughs> no, but i love it i love yeah. it so much i also wanted to ask you like so you know this like black woman own um uh sorry botanical bar what other like things that is everything you may need like pots mm-hmm. um soil any recommendations for those type of things and well it doesn't have to be local or anything but yeah. like how do you know what soil that like don't different plants need different soil and things like yeah. that yeah oh all the things this is like <laughs> what I really geek out on but um Yes. One of the quickest ways to kind of learn what soil a plant needs is when you pick it up, like observing the soil that it comes in. Mm. So de- most plants have some sort of mixture of soil. So yeah. some have bark, some mm. have something called perlite. It's like the little white pieces Ooh. that you'll see. Um, that's what it's called. Some 
require like enjoy like coarse sand mixed in mm-hmm. it all it represents like where that plant obviously naturally grows yeah. so when i don't typically know i look and see like okay what am i noticing in this plant here yeah you know? um that's typically a really good indicator and that's what makes it expensive mm-hmm. because like the general potting soil like the miracle grow like might have soil and maybe some perlite yeah. But like my stash of soil downstairs, I have regular houseplant soil. Mm-hmm. I've got succulent soil, which is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got perlite, I've got coarse sand, and I've got some rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes like that's what makes it really cool. And that's actually the, when we talk about like, um, what's the word for like when you enjoy touch? Like, um, oh, not like kinesthetic. Oh, like, um, yeah, I don't know um tactile tactile that's the word yep okay that actual the the tactile sensation of like mixing the sand being in the sand that's actually the part that actually soothes me Mm. um so when i would be really stressed and this was before i of course knew it was better to like wear gloves because soil is also living i want to put that out there so um one of my friends oh i love her so much her name is nelly she lives in atlanta um she this fungus basically started growing out of her, out of her like soil. And um, it's called like a staghorn. It's like orange and it comes out and it looks really gross. And it came out, it's also happened before in like my parents' outdoor soil. And I remember asking my mom like, what is that? And she was like, it's fungus because Mm -hmm. most of our soil is actually imported, Uh. right? So like with us, most house plants that are popular are not from North America. Yeah. They're from Asia, they're from Africa, they're from South America, right? Those mm-hmm. continents. So the soil is oftentimes imported, imported. So with that comes fungus that's not necessarily natural or, or um, mm-hmm. originated from North America. So that's why you really should wear gloves. Yeah. Um, but at first, like the tactile part of actually like repotting a plant was my favorite, but mm-hmm. I'd say that's how you kind of know about soil. Um, There are different needs, like some plants need to be staked because the stake represents like if they naturally climb trees. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple different, um, like my Monstera, um, and then I have another type of Monstera. They they naturally grow up around the trunk of trees. So if they hang for too long, the hanging will be so heavy that it actually breaks their stems. Oh. Um, so yeah, you want to kind of replicate where, what they do naturally. So yeah. um, those are definitely some needs. I also like, I just stand off of having cute stuff. So for me, um, <laughs> at one point, I, I remember wanting a really cheap like watering can and then I hated using it because yeah. I didn't love it. Yeah. So it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to being a plant parent, go ahead and invest in like a really cute watering can. Yeah. I know it's twenty two ninety nine, but like if it's <laughs> ugly, you're not gonna want to use it. Yeah. Um, same true. thing with like gloves. My parents bought me one year this like mini like gardening kit. It was yeah. the cutest. It came in a little bag. I love it. So oh. I use it all the time. Yeah. So, yep. See, my, dad, my little brother bought me a plant lady mug too and so that's what i would use that is so cute day. yeah <laughs> it was super cute so yeah i i have like really cute like i went all in i got some really cute like uh plant pens i want to start like a, a jean jacket and like pins oh so cute. so is this one a is cactus? a cactus and uh-huh. it says not a hugger and it's really cute <laughs> 
but I am a hugger, but it was so cute. <laughs> that is so cute. Yeah, I've got a bunch of one. I got a plant lady pin here. That's like really pretty. See, I'm ready that for you to start this consulting business. Yeah. You and I can take this offline because my calla that Taylor gave me for Mother's Day is dying. And Amber. I get it today and I don't know what to do with it. So we can take this <laughs> offline tomorrow. I'll send you some pictures. Let me know what where I need to send my money at. And then we can go from there. And I can just start doing a testimonial for you. So when you're ready to pull the trigger and have your own business, you have you have some uh some some clients ready. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, cow lilies are gonna eventually like die. Aww. They'll come back, but so don't be too hard on yourself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just like orchids, like people love orchids. Oh. First of all, they're very hard to take care of. Very, very hard. Yeah. But like the orchid actually, the flower part actually dies and then people throw away yeah. um, the entire plant, but it actually comes, it reflowers. Yeah. Um, so oh. that's why it's really good just to do a quick Google search a couple times before okay. you like get rid of plants because yeah. sometimes it'll be like, you know, I've seen somebody who lived in Florida. She took her orchid plant and like saran wrapped it to a tree. Um, and then it reflowered again because it kind of used the moisture from the tree around it so um, cool. to reflower. That's yeah, cool. it's kind of wild. Are they called like perennials or like? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yay. Okay. I know something about <laughs> you do. You do. So yeah. another person I want to put y'all on is, it's also my favorite, but he does outdoor like gardening and it's more so like farming but it's a uh, gardening with goo okay he literally gives me like gucci man vibes um <laughs> in real life he's gucci man vibes but he's getting a master's from florida a&m and like agricultural things mm. but he is hilarious he raps like he made this like song about the squirrels trying to eat his like tomatoes and vegetables <laughs> He just brings me so much like black gardener joy. Um, <laughs> and I think that's really important. Like, I think a lot of times when we think of farmers, we don't always think about us. Yeah. Um, or when we think about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, absolutely. When we think about gardeners, when we think about people into plants, we don't yep. always think about or envision ourselves in those spaces. So it's so true. And there are same thing. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. I agree. And there's, yeah. There's, yeah, we'll just leave right there. I agree with you because <laughs> we can just go on and hold it for another tangent and we want to focus on plants right now. So, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I also want you to go ahead and plug yourself because mm -hmm. you do have a Instagram of you exploring plants and talking about like your experience with them, yeah. which ones you're taking care of and your babies. So what, yeah. what's your Instagram? I appreciate that. Um, I definitely made it during the pandemic. And then I realized like, man, these like trying to actually post to a personal page and then try and post to a business yeah. page. Like that's a lot of Instagram. And I just like couldn't do it. So I'm gonna get back on that grind. But mine is a uh, plant lady underscore page. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely have some pictures on there. And I, I oftentimes I like to repost what I see, you know, other folks, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's been really, really fun. I've been able to do a couple different um, at my business school. I've been able to do a couple different like succulent trainings oh, um, where oh. I do uh, a workshop called uh, self or plant care is self care. And so I talk mm -hmm. to them about how, you know, how you got to pay attention to a plant soil. So now I need you to think about your own environment. Are yeah. there people you need to get rid of? Are there people that are feeding you? Are there people mm -hmm. that are strangling your growth? Right. 
Um, and I kind of use those like metaphors that I talked about earlier with trying Mm -hmm. to get my college students to start thinking about, um, themselves too. Um, yeah. yeah. So plant lady underscore page, um, is where I kind of put some of my, put some of my stuff there, but I, I really got into, um, obviously, cause I was trying to like mm-hmm. update my space, yeah. um, how designers use plants, um, mm-hmm. and how they use plants, um, in greenery, like more intentionally about mm-hmm. their spaces. So I think, uh, that's why I have stopped buying plants, but I think when I move into my next place, mm-hmm. um, I'm being a little more intentional about like my placing placements of plants and mm-hmm. how they use that to really change the dynamic of a room too. Can you touch like on a few big, maybe three points of that, like different tips that like where you would place a plant for what purposes or yeah, what that means? Yeah. So um, let's talk about like placement of a plant. So um, we can talk about like wall height, for example. So you probably don't want to hang a plant from a wall or ceiling that already feels low. You might want like a snake plant that goes gives vertical vibes yeah. because it helps to like elongate and create vertical lines. Yeah. Um, or it might be um, and for that one too, you might even consider an elevated plot pot. So not a pot that like sits on the floor. Yeah. Right. Um, they have they call them like just like modern pots, is kind of what they just call them now. But yeah, yeah. you have like the gold um like stands or stands yep yeah um so you might consider something like that and then a a snake plant that's like strong bold vertical lines yeah um versus like if your vibe in the living room for example maybe not the snake plant because it is bold and it is kind of sharp cut but you want like foliage and you want a plant that like hangs and drapes down a bookcase for example yeah um that creates and sends a certain vibe yeah um or like a flowering plant like there are some house plants that flower Mm -hmm. so you might want to put that in a certain like location depending on what you're going for so there Mm -hmm. actually is a lot of like aesthetic recommendations about pots about the type of plant um outside of just its regular needs as a plant so there's some things you should consider about like the inside decor and design yeah. that you're kind of going for too. Yeah. That's what makes it tricky. Cause it's like, okay, I just want to plant. Like yeah. I just, for people who aren't into plants, they're like, I just want something green. Yeah. And so then they come to me and be like, okay, so what do you think? And so I kind of <laughs> try to navigate all of those needs of like the vibes they want with also the, the needs of the plant. Yeah. And also the actual design of like, what kind of pot do we put it in? Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here looking around. Yeah. yeah, look, I'm over here looking around like, huh, I could put a snake plant there and, <laughs> <laughs> and a cactus on my dressers. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. But yeah, no, that's really awesome because those are things I haven't really looked into. Yeah. But in the sake of time, thank you so much for sharing everything. But I do want to move into our final segment. If that okay. is, if your thoughts are complete on everything there, yes. are you good with it? Okay, I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
thank y'all so much. You're just a wealth of knowledge and a lot of different ways. And I really appreciate you putting me on it. I'll just be sending pictures probably like next week. Amber, I might, <laughs> I might pull the trigger with while you're out of town. Um, but I'll go again. I'll just get one while I oh, go. Oh, you're talking about going to the, why don't you guys do it at, since I'll be out of town, why don't you guys just meet up with each other? Well, I will ask Paige if she's open. <laughs> um, but yes, so our final segment, we briefed you a bit about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, for our listeners who have been coming back to us, you know what the deal is. We have our rapid fire questions. Um, they range in um, in difficulty and length. So you can uh, go from what's your favorite color or maybe in this uh scenario what's your favorite plant even though we already asked that question (laughs) (laughs) down to uh, where in the world would you want to be um do you think has like whatever like you get it like the complexity (laughs) ranges um my brain as you all can see is pretty fried um but i can start amber if you yeah go ahead okay so you talked about the different places that plants come from. So mm-hmm. do you have different rooms for your plants or would you recommend that? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. All the all the rooms. I want to plant in every room. Yes. Um, I have one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. I have 10 in this room right here. Wow. And so, then in the bathroom, do you put them in the bathroom? Did- I do not have any in the bathroom right now because there's no light in there, but the mm-hmm. humidity would be perfect. So yeah. I would put a snake plant. Sometimes I've had a snake plant or a ZZ plant in there like for a couple of days just yeah. to get the humidity from the shower. Oh, mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I never even thought yeah. about that. Okay. Um, what was your first plant that you ever purchased when you were down in North Carolina and you were exploring like, okay, what's this whole plant mama uh, going on the plant mama journey, what was the very mm-hmm. first plant that changed your, your world? Yeah. So her name was Bertha. I, okay. That's another thing. Like you got to <laughs> name your plants. Yeah. You have to. Um, Bertha was an Ivy, which I didn't know. Um, but I got her from a farmer's market. So North, North Carolina, what I love about it is they, um, the weather is really nice all year round. So we actually had farmer's markets outside until like November, but sadly she did not make it this past year. I'm super Mm -hmm. sad. She loved it outside. Come to find out um, like slugs and some caterpillars like got into Mm -hmm. the plant um, and ate her. And I'm very sad about it. That's terrible. My second plants were majestic palms, like Taylor said, Um, and I want to be a Southern Belle so bad. So one was named Layla and another one was named May. So (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So we've talked a lot about like green. Well, not all of them are green, but um, non-edible plants, I guess you would say. (laughs) Are you are you also into like garden plants as well? Mm. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten into garden plants. My sister does have some plants, mm-hmm. um, but I have been into uh, one of the black owned plant shops in Greensboro had eucalyptus and I did get into putting like eucalyptus in my shower. Yeah. So fresh bundles of eucalyptus. 
Um, so I'm more so into some of those like herbal oils. I do have a really nice diffuser that I loved. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't quite gotten into that yet. And I don't, I don't know why. I will tell you, like, I did no work for it. So I can't like, but my grandma has a garden here. And it was so nice. Like on Sunday morning, I just or Saturday morning, I went and like, had my cup of coffee and picked my like, green bell peppers and green (laughs) onions. So I highly recommend if you have time and they're in pots too. So you can do it that way too. Anyways. (laughs) I need to get into that. I definitely do. Need is a strong word, but I think you would enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) So what, um, with your favorite plant in mind, what book is resemblance of that favorite plant that you love? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the feeling that that plant gives you that you get from a book? Is that what you're trying to ask? Yeah, or like, you know how we were talking about Christianity and God and different things like that. And I know there were different plants that have, because there are plants that have different purposes outside of just looking cute, but there are different like ancient reasons why plants Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. the way they are. And I know you're an avid reader. You read all the time. Um, So is there a plant that you absolutely adore that maybe not necessarily is the exact same thing or you know Mm -hmm. you you can't not necessarily you're tying both together but that you remember or you have this feeling of when you were reading this particular book you know taking care of this plant made you kind of Mm -hmm. bring that relationship together I know that's probably super complex no that's really good that's a good question okay let me pull it up really quick so I can pronounce Mm -hmm. it correctly um so I finished this book again during, um, it's called Transcendent Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. Uh, I resonated with a lot of parts of it. So this author, and I don't want to mispronounce her name, so I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. want to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she also wrote, is it Homecoming? Homegoing? Mm-hmm. Um. But I would say, for me, um, the snake plant resembles that in a lot of ways. The, the, there's a Black woman as a character. Obviously, she goes through quite a few things. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm obsessed with snake plants because it, it gives off boldness and strength. And mm-hmm. you can't, you can't um, like, fierceness um, yeah. Yeah. that I, like, really want like I want to be seen as gentle and nurturing, but I also want to be seen as fierce. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when I was processing through like some of the maybe hurt that I went through, like right before um, the pandemic and kind of what I was alluding to is like, I didn't necessarily feel like seen or respected. And so I think that that's sometimes why the fierceness of the snake plant, like really I, I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side, like I really like, I really, really love beautiful lush, trailing plants Mm -hmm. that gives off the like nurturing that gives off the like carefree um that gives off the um like there's more to give those are the plants that you clip and then you put in more water and a new plant is born yeah and so um both of those books i think can be described like or parallels between both of those plants of like 
the the duality of black women being both strong and fierce but also like gentle and deserving softness mm-hmm. um so yeah i would say that yeah taylor's like you she's like you gotta have to bring Paige back on for multiple different <laughs> topics <you just> <laughs> No, I definitely, I love that because, I mean, I don't have another question for you, but just, <laughs> recapping, just recapping everything that you just shared with us, like, as a Black woman, I see a lot more Black women getting into plants. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's a new trend, a new craze, but it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. One, that a lot of our ancestors were um growing and picking and sustaining their family off of the gardens and things Mm -hmm. like that um but I also think that with the softness that comes with you know going out to the garden and nurturing it and giving it what it needs not just what you can give like if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like oh I just feel like watering you today and it's like well I've been watered, but I actually just need my soil changed or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like those types of things of like still having to bend to the needs of something. And at the same time, showing up is a, a form of strength at the same time. So um, that's where all my thoughts were going to. <laughs> I have a, yeah, it gives me like this, this vision of like, I, well, there's two visions, obviously. My mom is white. And so it was interesting because when my mom tells me, like, she's never, that's the, the moments in she, when she is tending to her flowers, like that in the stillness, that's when God meets her. Mm. Um, and so I, I think of that from the ancestral lens of like the duality, like I said, of like the mm-hmm. fierceness with the gentleness of like, I imagine like a black woman, like tending to soil but like has calluses on her hands, but she's gentle, but she's like gentle with the soil, right? And gentle with the picking. Um, And like, then it's like the offering of love, like when she uses what she uses to then give back to her family. And so those are like images that I often think about and I have thought about related to those books, Amber, in Mm -hmm. particular, Mm -hmm. um, because of the different like black women characters in those books, but yeah, Taylor, I'm really with you when it comes to like some of the ways I think imagery of the duality of those two things can be like how uh, the image of Black women can be portrayed yeah. as both and um, in that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to, again, thank you for taking the time to come on to share your uh, story and your journey with plants. Um, I think that a lot of people can resonate with it. And like we like to say here, like your story and journey can be somebody else's like reference point a lot of the time. So thank you for coming on. I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, thank thank you. you, Sans. Thank you both for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Of course. Well, take care until next time. Until next time. Bye. So I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Paige Thomas. 
I really enjoyed just the thread that you can see going through her life and how she was able to use something that she knew about herself as being someone who co-regulated with others and defined themselves with others, but could find herself in something that was non-human in a way, like, but it, it really brought you back to yourself in the same time. Um, I thought that was just really powerful in the way that plants are healing, like plants themselves can be met be used as medicine, which we have talked about in previous episodes, but also just the mental and psychological aspects of them helping you along your journey of healing. So I hope you all found something in that. And I think there's a lot of gems that are sprinkled through this episode. Yeah, I agree. I I love the fact that she brought on uh, towards the end. Um, we talked about like women of color and mm-hmm. implants and kind of like that that strong side of uh, us being, you know, people of color, but then also women of color to be more specific. But then also the whole like nurturing and gentle side of us. Mm-hmm. Um, how that's not necessarily always displayed in media and America. Uh, well, really, probably all over the world, but yeah. how Black women are known to be or are portrayed to be very aggressive, very dominant, um, and hard and harsh, um, and how with plants and starting to take care of um, living things outside of our families, you know, and ourselves, how we're mm-hmm. kind of getting back to that whole healing and healing others and, and there. And I, I, I was kind of hit a little bit when she was saying um, about how we don't see ourselves like being mm-hmm. able to actually do like p- be a farmer, be a plant. Cause we don't see, that being portrayed when you think of a farmer no matter unless you are from a country that doesn't that you know maybe your family or someone has you know has a farm but when I think of farming I automatically think of a white male and so I never really think of and maybe that's also the fact that I've been in the midwest yeah um but it's not yeah but it's not to say that there aren't black farmers out there. There yeah. are, you know, yeah. in this country. Um, but we just, unless that's the environment that you grew up in or you're exposed to, you don't necessarily correlate, you know, um, or see yourself as a, yeah. in agriculture. And so I just thought that was um, mind provoking because I was like, hmm. I mean, yeah. I even kind of stopped myself during the interview, like, hmm. Well, you know what, let's just leave that right there because that could end up being a whole different other podcast conversation going into um, because it's just so interesting because we built this country. We we fed everyone. We're the reason why there are soybeans and there are corn and there is cotton and all that other stuff. And the fact that things have changed after like slavery and different, just the world has changed where Black people are in poverty and, you know, um, are kind of the ones that need the most assistance. But we, our ancestors, 
like literally had the tools and resources where we could really sustain ourselves and take care of others. So it's just, it just, interesting. it's just very yeah. like gut-wrenching. So again, yeah. we can even turn that into a whole different other podcast, but we're just yeah. right there. So. I just think it's interesting because when I think about a farmer, I do see a white male, but when I think about gardening, I usually mm. do see like a black female. Hmm. so that's just just something in my mail in my mind I see a female maybe just not necessarily like of I would think more likely of a black woman and then not to say like those are anything like I don't know what that's about but when I Mm -hmm. think of like gardening I do think of women more than men yeah of course yeah gardening absolutely absolutely yeah. so taylor let's keep yes. this show on the road because then we'll end up having y'all here for another like two two and a half hours mm-hmm. i don't think we've been consistently around an hour and a half to almost two hours but we'll keep it going so yeah. <laughs> so taylor where uh what is the self-care tip of the week so the self-care tip of the week is let your life reflect your magic not your fears hmm. um i think that a lot of the times that I know it's hard when going through life and making decisions of if what's right and what's wrong, if you get caught up in that, or is this something that I am capable of doing? Or what if I do this and it fails? What happens if, 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 and if you live your life in the ifs, you'll, you want to be precautious, but you'll end up missing out on a lot of opportunities that could have went right. Like, yeah, what if it fails, but what if it succeeds? Yeah. <laughs> like, are the six, the benefits of the success going to outweigh the risk of the failure, right? Mm-hmm. So thinking about, okay, like, yes, um, there's a lot of times that you're scared to take the next step in a career and your education, whatever it may be. And it, that is okay. Um, as a self-care tip, I have shared in the future that the amazing thing or in the past, sorry, the amazing thing about uh, like being ready and doing things is it's not a requirement to not be scared before you do something. Yeah. Um, you can just do it even though you are scared. Yeah. Um, and um, reflecting your magic to me is just something that is very um power to me uh, or powerful to me in the way that like when you think about reflecting like I think of magic in a very a luminous way and so when you say reflect that it's something that's like really bright to me Mm -hmm. so it's like you're already putting off to the world and then you amplify it by becoming walking in that magic so it's like it already lives inside of you like the magic lives right next to the fears so it's not to say that you can't be successful while um uh walking through this journey already because you already have this success within you just like you already have the fears within you you know Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how 
I uh, took this quote, I saw it, it has a really pretty um, uh, illustration with it of like just this woman who looks very at peace. She's surrounded by greenery and some plants and mushrooms, actually. Hmm. I'm showing Amber now. Yeah. Um, and this you lost is... me at the mushrooms part. I was okay with plants, but what does the mushrooms symbolize? Well, I mean, shrooms can... Okay. Right. Well, no, uh, I know, no, no. I'm not saying that this is what this is about, right? Got but it you know shrooms can be psychedelic so it's kind of like leaving this plane and being your highest self maybe if you're getting into the mushrooms thing um i i didn't really think that far into the mushrooms okay. i just thought they added a pop of color uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um but now that we're thinking more about it i don't know um but even then like psychedelic ride if that's what you're into that's your jam never have i ever i don't know but um this comes from spirit daughter um and so uh that's a instagram page so if you're looking for inspirational quotes and things like that i guess as amber's like most favorite line is we'll include that in the show notes wow <laughs> <laughs> and so amber what is the tip of the week um, so the tip of the week is around morning routine. Um, so I started, well, one, I finished a book called The 12 Week Year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that book has been um, mind provoking. I feel like that's my favorite phrase this evening. Um, and pretty much what I took from that towards the end is, is, uh, kind of being more intentional about your time. Mm-hmm. And so with that, um, I was talking to my hubby, best friend, boo, um, about why do I choose to set my alarm clock for a certain time every morning? And then I just snooze it, which like most Americans or most people in general do that. But I'm like, if I, don't plan on getting up at that time, then why don't I just set it for the time that I expect to get up? Why spend an hour and a half like snoozing? Makes no sense. And so I think my intention is when I get up in the morning, I feel like I want more time to do certain activities. But my problem is is that I don't plan those activities that I want to do in the morning out so that I feel motivated and I have something to look forward to. But the biggest thing that is now putting me into motivation and into gear is that um, I urge to spend more time with my son in the evenings. And so I am trying to figure out ways that I can eliminate things that I do in the evening time so that I can make more time for him. And the biggest thing like as soon as he gets up, it's pretty much done deal after that. And so, yeah, I mean, you can try to multitask, but a task that takes you, you know, for an example, if we're talking about working out, if I plan on doing a 30 minute workout class that ends up turning into an hour, hour and a half, 
And the reason is, is because mommy, I want a snack. Mommy, I just pooped on myself. Mommy, I want kisses. Mommy, I love you. I want a hug. Mommy, can you get that toy down for me? Mommy, I'm stuck, you know? And so it's like on and off and on and off and stop and go. And I think, you know, there wouldn't be so many mommies if he had my undivided attention and that we were doing activities together. And so I'm just trying to be more mindful of the fact that he is now three. He's very, I mean, he's always been pretty observant, but he's very vocal with his observations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he knows exactly how to communicate his wants and needs. That's wild. Mm -hmm. And he also knows how to communicate when he does not like something that you're doing um, Mm -hmm. in a way where you ask him why and he can tell you how he feels and why he feels that way yeah and so I'm just trying to I mean I know our parents and if you guys got old school parents they're always like do as I say not as I do and they think that people children are not watching them but we saw we see everything and so I think he's now to the stage where he sees everything to the point where you know, he knows that I work from home some days. And so my office is where I work and he'll be like, mommy, I'm going to the office. Like, I'm, can I make sure you grab my cup of coffee and I'm going <laughs> to my office? And it's like, you said that? yeah, it's like, and then he'll just go into my office. He'll open the door. He'll get on the seat. He'll pull himself towards the desk and he'll grab a calculator and open my laptop and start doing... <laughs> like that and it's like okay that's so that's very that's so admiring like that shows you he admires you like he wants to be like you uh yeah maybe or also the fact that he has just a very good imagination we play pretend all the time like I took him to the park anyway sorry y'all this is (laughs) off task but I took him to the park and his imagination is insane so I feel like when you actually engage your um, you know, your spouse, your significant other, yourself, your child, family, you know, the people you care about, you tend to really um, pick up on a lot of things about that person that you never think that you would know. I learned something new about my husband every day, and I've known him for over a decade at this point. So it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting. So anyways, the morning routine is what I would suggest you guys do. That's the tip of the week. And this can look at the way that I approached my morning routine um, or in mine is still a work in process. So um, progress. So I uh, have not mastered this whatsoever. I've just kind of started doing it this week, but I, I figured out my why and my why is because I want more time with my son and my husband. Mm -hmm. So that's my why. So I need to make sure with all these different tasks that I have throughout my day, I either need to do them before my husband and child gets up in the morning or towards the end of really after my son goes to sleep. Cause Nick, he, he way past me. Like I'm usually in the bed before he is on the most part. Yeah. So, um, So I think that is my motivation to make sure that I have a good morning routine. And so Mm -hmm. that I've approached it as what are some things that I, that are, could easily be moved up, but there could be things that maybe fill you up 
that you feel so drained and tired all the time because mm-hmm. you're not doing the things that you care about that mm-hmm. refill you. So mm-hmm. that can be in the sense of like, you know, reading your Bible. Um, that can be like taking a walk. That can be like sitting in silence and meditating. Um, that can be like, hey, there's, you know, all these morning chores or all these different things I want to do around the house to make sure that my my area is straightened up and it's clean. Maybe I can get up an hour before I start my day and, you know, put the dishes up and, you know, maybe sit down and write my plan for the for the day or, you know, read a book, you know, and it doesn't take much, just, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. But I think that incremental time over a long period of time really makes you um, be better. But I also think it's important if you're getting up early, you need to go to bed early. That's my struggle right there because I can stay up until my eyeballs hurt. And that's not healthy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to, a, to a certain extent. My husband still beats me to the <laughs> to go to bed. Like I still... I can think of 1130 being late. He'll be like midnight. That's his time. You know, like, so he's, but if you're waking up at five and you're going to bed at midnight, you're not really getting much sleep. And that can really catch up with you make you sick, tired, drained, no energy. And so whatever energy you have left is trash. From a scientific standpoint, everyone has different circadian rhythms and being in tune with your circadian rhythm um, is important. Now, the general consistency of anyone's circadian rhythm is that you need seven to nine hours of sleep in, in the ages that we are. Um, and as you're younger, it's more time. And then when you get older, it's more time as well. And women um, typically during their times of menstruation need more to sleep as well but just from you know my little tidbits of facts that I know yep well thank you for sharing so so yeah just figure out what um, if you do add a morning and evening routine at, figure out like what are the things that you're trying to add my evenings are for my passion projects this podcast is a passion project um, my wine business is not really a passion project it is a business Um, but it's something that I can't do during the day. I have to, I have a full-time job that is very demanding and I have a family that needs me. So I have to fit in these uh, things that are important to me in the time pockets that they, uh, that they want to disengage from me, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. except my son, I feel like he always wants to engage, Mm -hmm. but, um, so so yeah, just figure out what what your thing is. And maybe a morning routine is not your thing. Maybe an evening routine is more beneficial to you. But make sure, like Taylor says, you're getting that um, decent amount of rest, if nothing else, so that you can stay fueled and that you're not drinking coffee and energy drinks all the time and stuff, you know? Yeah. You, you will crash at one point. So anyways, so yeah. So Taylor, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at the, the inner circle dot podcast. You can also send us an email to the inner circle dot podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, uh, text, write a letter, do a blurb. I'm just kidding. But make sure you uh, can just share our content and the episodes you like and also instead and also along with you sharing it with others 
share the feedback to us and let us know, you know, what type of topics you want to listen to, how Paige's episode today impacted you and made you, made you rethink about your space and your environment and where, where or what you call home and what that looks like for you. So uh, we love you guys. We appreciate your support, consistent support. And we just love the fact that you guys take an hour or two out of your week every week to come kick it with us. And we appreciate that. So thank you. We appreciate y'all. Take care until next time.